part of blindsidepods.com. A supersize week in review. Two weeks. This is the Minifan Show Week in Review for the week ending November 1st and November 8th. Hi everyone, I'm DEC. One of Kirk's favorite movies is The Untouchables. Minahan described how he thinks of Connery in this movie first, before James Bond, and his crew had thoughts on the Scottish actor otherwise. When Sean Connery finally dies... Uh, and I hope it's 50 years from now. I guess my guess is it won't be because he's like 90 years old. Mm. Everyone's going to write about James Bond. Because when you think of Sean Connery, most people think of James Bond. Yeah. I think of my dad who loved James Bond movies. He'd watch him, you know, they have these marathons on the weekends. He loved them. I was not a big James Bond fan as a kid, Sean Connery. Sean Connery, for me, will always be in The Untouchables. Yeah. Always. That's always, how I know because I never really always. watched him. That's the only movie I've seen him in, I think. I really? Think I'm pretty sure, yeah. Really? Yeah. Jesus. I think, true? I think, yeah, I guess you're younger than that. When I think yeah. Sean Connery, I think of the Saturday Night Live Jeopardy skit. Yeah, right. Okay. Well, no one cares about your fucking. <laughs> this show's about me today. I'm in the mood and I want to talk about Sean Connery before I get to the other stuff. All right. Mike Geary talked about the importance of having as many personalities come to the peace vigil as possible and let it known a special guest who had RSVP'd. Mike okay. seems like the one who. Yeah, why are you defending this idea? I think. If, I think if the characters are going to be... I was told, need as many characters as we can get here. That's know, why my mother's really, coming. Do you, do you really want... What was that? That's what, <laughs> 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 I think hopefully you talked over it. <laughs> Damn it, I might have. I don't know. <laughs> I've been searching for that for months. <laughs> I'm glad I, can, glad I can give it to you. Uh, uh, what was that? <laughs> Kirk Minahan opened up about being tailed by agents of Murchison. And the one way he knew he could perk himself up was to listen to the boss, Bruce Springsteen. Unfortunately, he relied on Steve Robinson. All right, you know what? Do you see that thing I tweeted out this morning? The Springsteen thing? Yes. Yeah, give me a little bit of that, would you please? Mm. I'm in the fucking mood. I, I need Bruce to make me feel better before I go on a fucking ranto today because I am ready to go. Ready to go. Well, you were shaking tails this morning, it sounded like. <sighs> Shucking and jiving your way. I was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was. I was like, uh, I don't know what I was doing. We'll get there in a second. I, I give up. I, I don't give up, by the way, but go ahead. Is there a particular track you want? The fucking one I tweeted out, you shithead. No, the, the one the, I quote tweeted. The no. Rhinestone <laughs> Cowboy. I want to hear the cover of Bruce Singh Rhinestone Cowboy. Do you want me to do your job too? It's not him. You know. I'm literally alone here. It's like the start of the song. I'm just clicking the link that Get you tweeted out. Get the fucking out. song! It's on iTunes and play it! How hard is this? This is fucking unbelievable. We're doing a Da Vinci Code here. Fucking song. No, it's trying to make me pay like $1.29 for it. I didn't have to pay for it. Hmm. The link you tweeted out, it said it was $1.29. Do you have iTunes or no? No. You don't? Go to YouTube and That's look what I'm it up. Doing. It's there. This is unbelievable. I just what is this, this song? Is it a new song? Or? It's a cover of... You never heard Glenn Campbell's Rhinestone Cowboy? Oh, I don't know. So I didn't know. The movie. Who am I, I working with? I didn't know what we were talking about. <laughs> this is not it. This is not it. This is not it. <laughs> I'm going to send you a link of it right now, you fucking dummy. Loyalty is everything to Kirk Minahan. 
and he discussed the story of a former colleague of his late father, Peter Menahan. Kirk discussed how his former peer was contacted by Bob Murchison and his hope to engage this person in the fight. One of the reasons, uh, or one of the things I think that I learned from my dad, you learned stuff from your dad, Mike didn't, um, <laughs> is like this loyalty thing that means a lot to me is really uh, came from my dad. Like that was a core part of who he was, like a huge part of who he was. And when he would leave one job and go to another, which he would do every five or six years, he would bring some people with him from his old jobs. Great, great guys um, and women as well. And, 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 you know, liked helping them out when they went somewhere else. He'd help them out. And when he worked with people, it always, you know, that was one of the things at the wake. And I talked about an eulogy from my dad a couple of years ago. I was overwhelmed by the people who said, geez, your dad was so loyal, 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 loyal. I heard it all night. One of my uh, dad's last jobs, is his, he, he was this place called, I'll, I'll look it up. I, let me just find the, um, so his company was called Acme Packet. Uh, my dad worked at a place called Microcom. He was a CFO and, and CEO for a while. There it was a place on Route One in the '90s. He loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it. Um, and then left to go to a place called Visual Networks, which was in Annapolis, Maryland, where he was for a few years. Loved that as well. Loved the people there. They were great. I heard from so many of them the last few years. Uh, then went to this Colbus Network company, which he hated. Hated the people there. It was first working experience he really hated. So his company Acme Packet uh, in Burlington reached out to him. Um, yeah, this guy, Andy Ori, who ran it, he owned it. He was, it was his company, reached out and he went there in 2008. I'm just reading the Business Wire report. It appoints Peter Minahan as chief financial officer and treasurer in 2008. Um, and he had a great relationship with Andy for years and years and years and years. And that was really his last job. He went somewhere else for a few months, but kind of retired and then got sick um, and spent a lot of time communicating with those people while he was sick from Burlington, the company there, would go to dinner with people from there. The last dinner he ever had. Um, was the night he went in the hospital for good, was with a, a gentleman from that company as well. So it meant a lot to him. Um, and this guy, Andy Ori, was a nice guy, and I haven't heard from him much the last couple of years. Um, and so uh, there's this American Repertory Theater Company that Murchison's on the board of. Uh, he's one of the board members, and so is Andy Ori. Mm. So they're both on that. So um, I'm not sure what Andy Ori knows and doesn't know, uh, my guess is if he's paid a little bit of attention, he should know. And if he doesn't know, that's kind of on him anyway. Right. I mean, if you're going to put your name up on the board with something like that, you should know everybody you're on the board with. I would. I, You know, stuff like this. Um, what upsets me the most is I think of, you know, how much my dad liked him and valued his loyalty and, and kind. Um, though I do remember my mom noting over the last year or so that my dad was alive, that she was disappointed in how little Andy would come around. But that's fine. That's up to him. But um, I don't know what to do about this other than this uh i have stock options not an insignificant amount the company is putting together right now it's called 100 128 technologies it's called 128 technologies um i will obviously now i've found this out in the last 12 hours i'll obviously get rid of all my stock and i'm gonna let him know that i'm gonna let him know that if he continues to be associated with this guy that I'm going to tell others who have stock in that to get rid of it. And I'm going to tell others to let people know about this company. It frustrated me to see that. And I, and maybe Andy Ori knows nothing. Maybe he knows everything, but either way it's, you know, I, I can't, can't do it. And I think, you know, the American repertory theater is a place that I think people should, if they care, be uh, classy and let them know that you're frustrated with that as well. And I would say 128 technologies. I, you know, I can't, 
you know, can't do it. I mean, I just, I don't know, maybe I'm, maybe I'm overthinking it, but I mean, given what's going on the last few months and particularly the last few weeks, I can't, I can't be part of that. Can't, so I'm going to call him after the show today and let him know pretty, pretty firm language. And he could claim innocent, but I, I don't think that's a great defense. Not knowing to me is not a, never a good defense. Yeah. Kirk continued his story that he teased earlier in the show of being tailed and suspected his return. Kirk continued his story of being tailed, and he suspected his recurring irritant, Bob Murchison, could be involved. I think somebody is following me. Uh, I don't know who's, who's pointing the finger doing. I have very heavy suspicion. God knows I'm paranoid at times, and God knows it could be some. Who the hell knows? But yeah. I'm just saying, you know, that's the other new twist in, in, in the madness and the wonderful life. Uh, and the third one is, um, before we get to all the other stuff, is that uh, he is trying uh, very hard, as we said yesterday, to block this event, and he's doing everything he can, and we're not going to let that happen. That's no. simply not going to happen. Well, just so. there's no reason to block No, just enjoy <laughs> this fuck. I mean, yeah. Jesus, can you imagine... So somebody tweeted out yesterday, like, imagine if he spent half his time actually trying to do something good. In the right. World. I mean, really. <laughs> right. I mean, it's just a, he's a fucking psychopath. He spent all yesterday calling the planning board, the police right. department, the selectmen's board, trying to make us use our the limits of the permit that we got to, to squash this. Like, they don't have a permit for a wedding, and they're planning a wedding, and they don't have a permit for Linda Marks. Oh, we talking about this yesterday? Did we talk about this yesterday or not? No, well, we talked about it off the show. Oh, okay. Okay, right. I get all the days confused. Yeah, so, I mean, he's spending his time harassing. That's why I tweeted about I talked to you yesterday, yeah. He's spending his time harassing the fucking board. For, the planning board of this because town they're having Because they're having a wedding. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? I mean, what does that, how does that walk me through the, how that leads to your, you caring about transgender rights? Right. I mean, about any, like, what the fuck? Ronan Farrow's new book about the Me Too movement has been one of Kirk Menahan's favorites. And producer Steve Robinson has done his best to secure a visit to the show. Some funny things turned out when listening to the audio version of the book. Ronan Farrow, who is that he, is this book is spectacular, reads his own audio book. Yeah. And decides to go all in on the accents. <gasps> no. <laughs> like you would I, can I can we but start? They're like Mike Geary level impressions. Though. That seems wildly inappropriate for this kind of a book. <laughs> well, can, can I can I just give you one impression to start? See if you have them all, right? Lined up or the yeah, you know, yeah, guys. Let's start with Rosie Perez, shall we? Oh my god. <laughs> I said, oh, Annabella, you got to go to the police. She said, I can't go to the police. He's destroying my career. Perez said that she urged Chiora to speak by describing her own experience of going public about her assault. I told her, I used to tread water for years. It's fucking exhausting. And maybe speaking out, that's your lifeboat. Grab on and get out, Perez recalled. I said, honey, the water never goes away. But after I went public, it became a puddle, and I built a bridge over it. And one day, you're gonna get there too. This is hold on, this hold is just on. wrong. <laughs> no, think of it. Think, like you can't even be very clear. I can't speak for Mike because maybe he is. We're not laughing at the content. I know Mike finds some of that. Funny. No, I'm laughing at the fact that <laughs> it's just this wildly is very, inappropriate. It's a very serious yeah. issue, and he's doing a Rosie Perez voice. Also, like he's the guy who wrote it. Like you think you'd take it more seriously? I almost admire him in the way. Also, he's this so is, crazy. This is a huge project. Couldn't you bring in voice actors? The transgender issue has been a running theme on Kirk and Callahan, and also the Kirk Menahan show due to the lingering presence of Bob Murchison. The show discussed the hot water Michael Che was in by deadnaming Caitlyn Jenner. 
Kirk had questions on how to discuss Jenner prior to transitioning. Was the phrase dead naming? Yes. yes. So he dead named Bruce he Jenner. He misgendered her with the fella and dead named her. So if I Bruce. ask you who won the 1976 Olympic gold medal in the decathlon, Caitlyn Jenner. That's Caitlyn Jenner. Yes. Okay. Yes. So I asked. If I ask you who replaced Erica Strada on Chips, that's Caitlyn Jenner. It was yeah. always Caitlyn Jenner. It's always been Caitlyn Jenner. We've always been at war with Eurasia. What? It's a Big Brother reference. <laughs> when history, when. Make it easy for D's. Yeah, to, to make things. Would you make things easier? To me, there's a lot of stuff to get to, but I, I know Mike is. I know Mike well enough. He's dying to get to this Dale Arnold thing. Oh yes, I, I mean, very much. I mean, this oh, is God. unbelievable. <laughs> Someone was not so eager to provide some birthday greetings. Kirk's old partner, Dale Arnold. So we called Dale yesterday, right, to wish me a happy birthday. Many did, and we have some more. I understand as well. There's some more sound to play here at some point today. A couple of songs, a couple of impressions. We'll mm. get there. So we called Dale. So on the show, I'm gonna listen to the show. What what do you hear on the podcast? You hear uh, beep, 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 beep. Yeah. It's just... You don't hear Dale's voice or anything? No. no. You don't oh, hear okay. any You hear us laughing and yeah. whatever. Do you hear me telling you to call him? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. So they know they know it's Dale. So he... So he... I, I So whatever. We, 7.30 a.m. Whenever we did it yesterday, he's driving to work. Um, and Steve calls me at like 5 or 5.30 yesterday, right before the big trick-or-treating starts. And... Uh, and he said, I just got a call from Dale Arnold. And he flipped out. And I said, hold on, I'll call him and I'll see like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy. He doesn't. I call, it goes right to his voicemail, which I presume means he's probably blocked my number. Oh, well, maybe. He's blocked me on social media. I think he's tried to. He blocked me, which I found that out at a time that I'd never tweeted him before. I couldn't figure it out. But That's not true, actually. Everyone do with the show. I tweeted nice things. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you did tweet as we found yeah. out. Like, yeah. hey, Dale, great job. Love the show, Dale. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. Then Steve says, Steve goes over the phone call with me. I'll let Steve do it in a second. And there was a little part of me, I mentioned it to you guys. I was like, if this was DEC pulling one off again, it'd be unbelievable. Like he did with the that Dino be, thing. Be, that'd be astonishing. But he would have his phone number, I guess. Yeah. That's tough to do. So what happened? So uh, I get the call from Walpole, and I, I I don't usually answer numbers that aren't in my phone book, but there's just something that I was like, mm, I think I have to pick this up. Yeah, actually, you do do that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. So I guess I, on two cases, I've done that. Yes. But. Once again, you're 70. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I pick it up and I go, uh, hello, this is Steve. And there's a slight pause. That's what pause. you say when you answer? Yeah. Oh, okay. And there's a slight pause. S.E. Robinson here. <laughs> what do you got? What was your, what was your, the shadow? What was it? What was your name? The shadow? The DC sleuth. Oh, the DC sleuth. Sleuth. Yeah. sleuth me. What do you got? What do you got? What's going on? So he goes, uh. You got the sleuth. <laughs> this is Dale. And I paused for a second. I was like, huh? And I was like, Dale who? <laughs> he was like, Dale Arnold. He's like, what was this morning all about? And I said, That's oh. the funny thing is Steve genuinely doesn't really know who well, I have Dale a theory is. on this, but yeah, go ahead. So uh True, right. I I said, um, oh, I was just calling you this morning to see if you wanted to wish Kirk a happy birthday. And he's like, Oh, what is Kirk Minahan have your balls in a thimble? Okay. I mean he has small balls. <laughs> yeah, it's a thinking I, man's line. Just <laughs> sexist in the way. So what what did you say to that? 
uh, I said, no, we just thought it would be funny. You know, I'm a Bowden guy. You're a Bowden guy. I thought we could just have a, have a joke. And he's like, This is yeah. where it gets weird, Mike. Did you hear this part? A Bowden guy. No, yeah. that, that's, oh, the, oh, the, the response yeah. is even the, the incredible. Right. I couldn't figure it out. This is a, you know, a 66 year old man. Yeah. So he says, Yeah, well, I've already called Bowden and told them about this, and they're not very pleased yeah. with you. They have removed Steve's diploma from. Uh, Steve's going to get detention. Yes. <laughs> and so then he, he implies that I got the phone number somehow through like the, the Bowden alumni network. See, so I mean, Mike, I, in my theories, I don't. Dale hates me so much. Like, I think he doesn't even know Steve's my producer. So He's I said, blocked out the whole world. This, you know? I, this could be the case. I so. said to Steve on the phone yesterday that when you... I got the sense that you were kind of exaggerating and you were like, Dale's such an asshole. Everyone oh, hates no, him. no, no. Because I, I never no, really heard any no, bad no, no, stories no, no, no. about him. Not that I would, yeah, but I just never have. He's a paranoid little fucking baby. Yeah. When yeah. I heard this, I was like, Jesus Christ. And that's it for the week ending November 1st, 2019. And we have much, much more in this supersized edition. This is the Menafan Show Week in Review for the week ending November 8th, 2019. Thanks for staying with us. I'm DEC. No, I don't know what happened. I think the Kelleher All right, yeah, no, it's, from the that's other fine, day. That's fine. Yeah. We don't need to say that name. We'll I'm delete sorry. that, right? Yes. yes. <laughs> the new Mark Moroso. Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah. That's saying something. Redhead made the Saturday event in Sherborne all about him. And in doing so, he put himself in the category of a former producer. Only one person in the room who I'm not going to talk about really gave off, I thought, the psychopath vibe. And I understand that person stood on the table at one point. Made, an announce- made a big announcement. About what? I don't even know. I booed I him. don't know. I didn't hear it. You did? Yeah. <laughs> I started a round of boos. <laughs> like, well, I, I'm not interested. In, honestly, Like, we're doing our thing here. I think we're doing great. I don't need some asshole like selling stickers. I, I don't need that. I, I, I'm with you, Steve. I, I originally said let the birds fly on their own, but I think your inst- first instinct may have been right. There's a lot of seeking attention. Yeah, you think? Yeah. I mean, you know, that day is not about him. It's also not about me. I mean, it is and it isn't. It's about the community having a day to celebrate what we have, what we are. I'll do my best not to say his name here, but mm. I'll say if when I if I pretend I walked, I was just a patron of Jack's Abbey, and I walked into that room. I would have thought, oh, these two guys do a show together, huh? Right. You, you and him. Right. right. <laughs> He's definitely a me first kind of guy. Well, I'll say that I'm I'm feeling right now that you're going to enjoy a nice December 31st with uh, your lovely girlfriend. Oh, wonderful. Yes, that's where I I'm mean, headed. I mean, that's too bad. That's, that's where, <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I didn't want to fight it. But that's where I'm heading right now. I think, uh, what did you text us take, last night, Steve? I'll take one for the team. Ignorance is the best uh, something. Uh, no, just ignoring him. Ignoring okay. is the best way to get, over, get rid of him. Yeah, it's, I, and I don't think that's true. But, and I'm also worried about my own safety, but that's, you know. <laughs> well, you know. Take care of that when we can. As a gracious, benevolent dictator, Kirk Menahan reached out to Kelleher. What followed was another maddening Kelleher discussion. I think what you're doing now is you've kind of decided you're going to make this about you and your world and your little minions. And nope. that's fine. And that, hold on. And hold on. That's fine. But this is... This is D-Day now. Like we've, I am fighting a real war, and you're sitting here standing on tables and joking around and putting dip in your mouth and real stuff's going on in your stickers while I'm trying to do an actual thing. So if you want to continue to listen to the show, that's great. If you don't, that's great. But I've had enough of the bullshit. I mean, I sit on tables to tell people to take pictures of the sponsor cards that I Okay, no, who, who, who asked you to do that in my event? Who asked you to do that? I asked Steve for permission, and he gave me the okay. You did, Steve? Oh, I, you said you weren't going to print up signs. I thought you were going to have signs at the vigil with some of our sponsors on it, not little fucking cards. 
And then you said, well, you see, you asked me about him and I said, they, the sponsors haven't paid for him. So, I mean, you're just giving him free advertising. Well, it was more for like social media to show that we went to an event and printed sponsors for. Steve. Why, but why, why are you making these decisions and not Kirk Minahan? I asked Steve for permission. I sent him an email saying, Hey Steve, this is my idea. This is what I'm thinking. Um, if you already have something planned, I just wanted is that true, to Steve? ask if that's Yeah, he asked if he could make a sign. I thought it was gonna be we were gonna have a Getro man sign up during the rally along with the crucified Jesuses. I didn't think we were gonna have like a social media campaign and Rich Kelleher standing on tables at Jack's Abbey. I didn't mean for that to happen, guys. So you didn't you mean to stand. You- <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. You didn't mean to stand on the table. No, I just. I didn't. I didn't mean to stand on the table. I just wanted to tell people this is what I'm doing. If you're interested. I'm going to come up to you. So it's just not weird. I just wanted to get the message out once. I think. I think people. I think. As Mike said earlier, Mike said earlier. I think you know. Why would you say, Mike? The people. Think- I said if I if I were just a patron of Jack's Abbey that walked in there, I would look at the the scene the other day and think. Oh, these guys, Rich Kelleher and Kirk Minahan, do a show together. Yeah, this is not. This is you know. This is a no, day for all the Minahan fans. It's not a day for okay. you to, to act like a fucking clown. Then, you know what, Kirk? I, again, I'm not making a profit on it, and I will give out the rest of the stickers that I have. I also printed stickers of your face, which I think is going to be really funny uh, in a good way. The fuck are you? And, print? Why are you um, printing out? Who, who who gave you permission to do that, Rich? Nobody. Then why are you printing out stickers of my face? Well, I wanted to send them to you. Why? I, what would I want? It's not funny. Why would I you rip them up? What would I do with them? People want people want them. Who? Who wants that? Was Linda Marks unprofessional? When Marks attempted to perform on Saturday, she was only able to croak out a few bars and a request for Wi-Fi. Though she had a piano, her request was for Minifan to use their phone with good cell service to sing out her standard ballad, Heroes. This did not sit well with producer Robinson and Kirk Menahan. What is the stuff that we didn't talk about? Give me a little two day later reaction. How you feel? Any anything that I missed? I'm upset I'm, with Linda Marks. I know you yeah. are upset, but she had Larry and John. I've I, I've done 180 on that. So I was she's m- tweeting out pictures of her performance last night. So did her laryngitis just remarkably Ooh, get better? I didn't I'm, know I'm, look, I'm looking at a picture of her with a microphone in her hand. At some, I didn't know that. Yeah. Did you send the money yet? In no taste. Yeah, I, think, I don't know. I don't know if we can pay her. She performed last night. I'm looking at a picture of her right now on stage with a microphone. Seems strange. You're right, did, Mike. Did that anyone, does seem strange. <laughs> I'm just saying. Anyone, I'm I didn't, saying I didn't the, speak to her. The, the did she per- definitely have laryngitis. The oh, I want to speak to her because she had laryngitis. Right. I don't want to get laryngitis. Prof- I know if it's. I don't know if that's uh, transferable or not. I don't know. The professional thing for her to do would have been he's to say... He's not interested in that. He want, he's, he's fucking... He's, doesn't he's, matter. So, Let's not so, get into the so details It's a fucking medical here. podcast, you yeah. asshole. I have, I, have fucking, I have shit to talk about. Go ahead. <laughs> the professional thing would have, have been for her to not show up. you that hat off, by the way, since Saturday? No, I Okay, go ahead. The professional thing would have been for her to not show up, just to bow out. Instead, Ooh, she that showed, would have been that would have been rough, though. That would she have been showed rough. up to collect the check, and for what we're paying her, we could have just bought a PA system. We need... Or the, I would say not not to not show up. The professional thing would have been, I couldn't sing, so you don't have to pay me. How about this? It's on the arm. How about this? It's on the arm. How about this? Uh, we're going to we're going to do another live show, okay? Uh, it's going to be this Saturday. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. Uh, we're going to do a live show. I think Steve and I were talking either the end of February, beginning of March, right? Yes. Linda Marks, show up. Do you get do you you're, you're singing for yourself on that one? Two for one. We're paying you for this. You owe us a free song. That seems fair. I don't know if she'll oblige. Well, then we then we don't pay her. I don't. Yeah. I, I'm not sure what to say. I mean, if she I don't want to work with her again. If she perform, oh, okay, Steve. I fucking Steve Steve's Spielberg here. I mean, Jesus. 
Robinson reported in on the call he had with the hero singer, and things did not go as expected. Steve, I texted Steve yesterday, and he had a Linda Marks phone call. I heard. Did, yes. Did it happen? Yes, it did. Let's hear it. Uh, so did you ask to uh, record it or no? Uh, and she did not want to record the phone call. She was okay. not comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so she went off on it for about five minutes about how uh, hurtful the Twitter account KMS polls. <laughs> it is hurtful. <laughs> so we could do oh, it without why it. Why do you take money from me when I fucked up so bad? <laughs> Warthogs. Girlfriend is. Go ahead. Hmm. I'm trying to think. <laughs> See, it's not easy, right? Won't get you in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to think. Of, I was trying to think about a lyrically, or because you know, I was gonna, you know, I, I don't know. Okay, go ahead. So I really got lost in the moment, though. There. Yeah. So the, why the, would we shoot that warthog? <laughs> it's easy to parody, which she should remember. <laughs> yeah. yeah God damn it. We don't need you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah hun. We'll get so, Kevin from Bristol on this in five so, minutes. So Steve, just to, just in case you didn't listen yesterday, I'm sure you did. Steve, who is usually a jovial fellow. Yes. All business about this. Like, you're getting... Yeah. There were no jokes. Is this Essie or is this Steve? This is, I went full Essie. This on was Essie. Holy yeah. fuck. We yeah. tried to joke about it, and he was not, not having it. No. Yeah, so the KMS Polls Niet, account... account <laughs> right. The KMS Polls account tweeted out, you know, a, a question about whether she should get paid or not. She saw that and assumed that it was us, like it was an official account. So I pick up the phone, and she just goes 100 miles an hour for five minutes talking about how hurtful that is. Russian. <laughs> Go ahead. I told her, you know, Linda, I can't control things that random people put on the internet. I didn't do that. I'm sorry if that hurt your feelings, but your issue is with whoever runs that account. Okay. How'd her voice so, sound? Uh, a little shaky. She okay. was a little. She was a little worried. She's clearly upset. No, she I'm saying laryngitis perspective. Oh, her voice was fine. Mm. Interesting. Okay, go ahead. And uh, you know, I, I said, you know, we're willing to pay you for your time, but what do you think is fair? And she said that she talked with a friend of hers at the studio, and she thought five hundred dollars was fair. And then, she wanted so more every, money than she got paid before? Yes. A studio. And then if there's one thing I know about S.E. Robinson, he laughed smugly and said, Linda, that is complete hogwash. I said, I said that's outrageous. I, I told her. I said, that's, out, that's outrageous. And you, did she, she, does she know she's getting in the ring with here? It's a fucking master negotiator. That's right. I mean, come on. So that's then right. she says, uh, well, I went to the studio for five hours and recorded this song, The Vow, for them. And I was like, and, and Linda, for that. exactly. Who asked well, you Who asked you to do that? Right. I mean, you did that of your the own volition. The master's one like, step you're not, ahead of you. You're not, you're, not getting, you're not getting paid for work that we didn't ask you to do. Correct. Well and, done, yeah. And that we were disappointed in you. And she was like, well, I had the studio versions. And I was like, no, you didn't. You, you downloaded them from your phone in the middle of the event. Hoping that CBU have a little more sense of humor about this conversation, but he's still I'm very angry about it. This is very triggering. This is for not you. a joking matter. No. Much like Mike Pornoy with his shoe. Right. This if is you're, if you're we, joke, we joke more about, about Mike's mom, you know, almost getting killed in the greatest, uh, most prolific death shooting in the history of this country than we do about this phone call. Which, when you really break it down, is a woman who wrote and sang a ridiculous song getting mad about something KMS polls tweeted. Tragedies yes. of equal measure. I would, I would agree with that, actually. Yeah. Yes. So go ahead. Uh, so we probably talked for 10 or 15 minutes and she's very upset and she's going to give us a free rendition of heroes at our next live event. There's if, no chance we should was, want it. This was DEC calling Linda Marks, correct? <laughs> no, okay. no, no that was important. <laughs> but I mean, put, put yourself in my shoes. If you're sitting there at five o'clock and you know, you have a phone call with Linda Marks. Hold on. I'm in your shoes. Uh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not in your shoes yet. All right, go ahead. Slip them on. Yes, go ahead. Okay, so you're sitting there, and uh-huh. your entire evening is going to be ruined because you have to Why talk. Why entire? What the fuck? You have to, you have to talk to a crazy. Why's your person. whole night going to be ruined? You have to talk to a crazy this person who's basically trying to extort. You talk to extort you. Yes. You can just say no. You know, she, has, she didn't write anything. How much did you pay her? Uh, I'm going to pay her on the low end of her honorarium. Honorarium. Yeah, I know. I'm aware how fucking stupid that is. I know you are, Steve. Don't <laughs> worry. <laughs> Don't worry. 
Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. It's taken weeks, but persistence has paid off. Mike Geary finally got through to Mike Francesa to prank him. This led to a conversation about Intercom's management and the damage Francesa has done to his legacy. Yesterday, it finally happened. On the day that Francesa announced he's leaving, mm. he gets a call uh, from, I thought, an enemy at first. No, no. Kelly in Manhattan. <laughs> but turns out to be a big moment. And, uh, and by the way, a good morning to his producer who's driving, listening to the show, as he does every day. <laughs> okay, you got that vibe as well? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, by the way, yeah. I can confirm that that's, that, oh. that's, that, that is the case. That, you, you can tell, oh no, he has a show, show out of Boston. It's on, uh, I don't know, I don't know where, where it is. It's somewhere. How about the sound of it? Number react to it, guys. Is that better than you guys Sorry. doing the pressure Sorry. of the call or no? Jesus Christ. But here's what it would have sounded. <laughs> Kelly in Manhattan, what's up, Kelly? <laughs> there what's it up, is. I love that. that. That sound is great. Now, what's your nerve level what's here? What's up, Kelly? Um, so very, very nervous. Can you believe that is actually happening? There was a lot. I, I thought yesterday I almost didn't even try because I thought there's no way I'm going to get in because everyone's going to be calling because right. it's the, the big announcement. Right. Well, we were driving home yesterday and we we're like, don't you feel like there's kind of a hole in your life now that we don't have prank calls? <laughs> no, did, for sure. Yeah. It definitely is. So, uh, my second try around 4 PM, uh, I, I got right through and the guy says, what do you want to talk about? And I didn't expect to get through. So I didn't really say anything. I said, ah. Uh, I heard Francesca talking about Eli. Does he really think he should be? And a mid-sentence, and he goes, all right, turn your radio down. <laughs> I was like, I've just given up. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's go. And then I didn't even have to hold that long. I was like the second caller he took. Jesus. It's so like I was like, uh, I mean, all Mike cares about his phone calls. I know. Kelly in Manhattan. What's up, Kelly? What's up, Mike? Hey, it's a shame you're leaving. Is it true that Kirk Minahan pushed you out? Who did what? Talk <laughs> <laughs> <Both> English. <laughs> Who? Oh, the 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 indignance, like there, yeah, yeah. And push you out. Who did what? I mean, talk, talk Kirk, English. Kirk uh, that was my pushed you out of your job. Who is he? Kirk Minahan. Is, isn't that who Anacom's been to replace you? No, Kirk Minahan, Blind Mike, Steve Robinson. I don't even know who they the are. Whole gang coming. <laughs> Listen, oh, in Boston. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Push me out of my job. Um, I've been in my job for th thirty years, thirty something years. Uh, I leave when I want to leave. Okay, they asked me to stay for as long for they asked me to stay for life. If I would, I said no. I said it's enough. But uh, I mean, after 30 years of my job, to phrase it that somebody would push you out of your job just shows that you're a total moron. I mean, but that's, <laughs> you know, that's, that's what you get sometimes. I mean, that's part of it. You know, that I mean, it doesn't work What's that up? way. I don't, and the guy Coming who replaced off. me, I don't even know who he is. So, but you probably I think that was planted. They'll play that on the show tomorrow. Oh, he's got, he's got a show to go. Weird that he would yeah, know. I think that. it's on. I, I don't know. Where oh, that's he, there was a B okay. there. Did you hear uh, that? I no, think it's I on. Think some, <laughs> it's on a bill. I think it's a planted call. I think they'll do as part of their, uh, their phony. Uh, uh, you know. They call it podcast. Jesus. There was a prayer vigil on Saturday. <laughs> yeah. 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 I cut him off, but he was going to say V. I mean, I don't know what he was going to say. Why can't he just say, like, yeah, they're guys from Barstool. Like they, they, they're like you. Like they're not. This is well, all that's the other thing is joke. he just like, did a pizza review with yeah. uh, Portnoy. Like, why? What's the problem? Two other touch morons. Yeah. Look out, Sal and Richard. Kirk Menahan has a fan base that can crank out parody songs. All the way back. A lot of music, not a lot of lyrics in this one, which makes it. You know what song this is, Mike? No. It's I'm on fire by the boss. Oh, okay. 
long musical coming beat up. on this Wednesday morning. You gonna blow it here? How we call wrote those books alone? Didn't need any help. Did it all from home? Oh, yeah. Had no ghost riders. Oh, Steve's a liar. Some say he's known as a DC sleuth. At the hot dog contest, he was number two. He's a real quagmire. <laughs> All I know, Steve's a liar. <laughs> I like this. <laughs> we got more, right? Oh yeah, there's more. It's just long, long You're musical right, interlude. Too much music. Oh, yeah, that's, that's the song, though. Yeah. He had a vision, and he went with it. Right. I like it. Just like that time when he had a quarterback sack, but some guy fell on him and he broke his back. <laughs> <laughs> At 14, he was just a little kid, then talked about the war and what he did, oh yeah. I don't believe him either. He's a liar. Alive. I can wait has his troubles. <laughs> Sometimes okay. the sun won't shine. Some go smiling at a funeral. Can get the damn show up on time. <laughs> but when me ma's diagnosis oh, no. takes a very scary turn. <laughs> and even making love to mama can keep those eyes from burn. Blind bikes tears. <laughs> Sometimes the best of us get down <laughs> Blind Mike's tears <laughs> Portrait of the saddest clown Blind Mike's tears That's funny Buddy, you know I'll be around Blind Mike's tears I like this song It's good now Willie Cologne isn't the biggest pussy in town. That's right for the theme of the song. We'll take it. That's very hurtful. Baby Mike, your voice was on my iTunes. My iTunes. <laughs> People are nuts. <laughs> on your pod with Kirk and that Russian tool. Did you bring the Romans to last long with? Last long with? <laughs> or baby Mikey, are you a fat lazy shit? No need for that. Gratuitous. I'm a little hot dog boy, can you hear me? <laughs> Bobby, quick record, okay, wow, obviously, fly Mike's mom's got it going on, That's funny. she's all I want and I've waited for so long, Kirky, I can't see, but King Kirky told me, I know it might be wrong, but I'm in love with Mike's mom. That's pretty funny. That's funny. That's very well done. Kirky, I can't see. That's very well done. That's very well done. <laughs> D-Blind Mike. D-Blind Mike, 
See how he come. See how he comes. He fucked his mom in the dead of night. His granny of dying of cancer that's right. He's never seen a thing in his life. It's deep blind Mike. Deep blind Mike. See how he comes. See how he comes. He tried to bang Abba, but it wasn't right. She won't introduce to parents and lies. Him fucking his mom all day and all night. Deep blind Mike. This is deep blind Mike. See how he comes. See how he comes. He's a sensitive the pussy that cries and won't fight. He's a blind fuck fuck ass that said dent, they said right. And his mom nearly died in Vegas one night. Oh my god! Here we go. Mama Gary Dice Clay, Red Snapper, Dexter Maine, Louis C.K. Papagino's Big Poppy the most. <laughs> Obviously Josh Lewin, OJ's lawyer, Bendenson, Kingpin Pete, Scallon Pals, Little Alex Jones. <laughs> Josh Lewin, Jesus. Yeah, he's listening to some good references. Justin Luong, Boston Globe, Intercom, Dino, Ben Albright, Ratings Drop at EEI, Mark Hennon, Dale and Keith, Kevin Cullen, Shaughnessy, Zarbano, Curta, Tony, Sam Kennedy, goodbye. <laughs> this is four minutes? Yeah. It is uh, three or four verses, I think. Oh, good. Picking up in Brandy Love, McAfee and Bomba Socks, Kirk's Painter, Andy Nolan, Big Daddy Graham. Great kill, Red 13, DEC, Red Claws, Aunt's Aunt's Big Cat, Hank, my cancer's back. <laughs> Hold on, what was I here? Hank, my cancer's back. Hank, my cancer's back. That's a good one, right? Yeah, 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 that's right. <laughs> See, this guy slips in some references we would never even think are references. <laughs> that is funny. Kill Red 13, DEC, Red Claws, Aunt's Aunt's Big Cat, Hank, my cancer's back. Cousin Mike, MHP, Blind Mike's got a groupie, Davy Mouse, Artie Lang, Visit Friendly's Boston Land, Podcast Jesus, Swing and a Miss It, Simply Safe, Chick-fil-A, Doesn't Lock Them Roses. That's excellent. I love Big Mac's dance when we get these songs on. He likes music. He's a musical, musical, musical guy. Yeah. You got a catchy tune, you got me. Linda Marks, Troll Socks, Mike Manessi, Ned Stark, Reddit, Roman's Wife, What's October Looking Like? That's my favorite reference. Big time baseball, loser blind, Mike, 71 year old guy. Cyborg is a man, no smug Z, shirtless Steve, Carson and Kennedy, Kelleher's a psycho, at least they came Marco. Did we tweet this out yesterday? No, I, I wanted I to save it. I wanted good, to good, save good, it from good, the show. Yeah, 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 that's right. Call a name, get romance, Steve. My good man, Harlan <laughs> Ackerson, unleashed with a singleton. Danny and Bill Rick, a manscaped downstairs area. Milton's Mandarin, back of the suburban. Two calls, KMS, Willie Colon, oral sex. Stephen J, blown away. What is Stephen J, blown away. That's it, yeah? Uh, is there one more? I think there's one more. Yeah, I think so. Jesus. Ho Chi Minh, 
back Jerry Callahan <laughs> Gave frogs, Goldilocks, Nardini, Red Sox Ronald Reagan, things take time Lenny's on with Nina Kimes <laughs> Minahan was born to dance KFC's a minivan Tim and Canton, Stella died Mike Violet, suicide Bolognese, Carabas What are you doing? Minifans are underscored What happened to Matt Fuller? Why do we shoot our heroes? Bob Hartab is <laughs> Very good job. This is amazing. Yeah. Incredible. This is amazing. And he's got a good voice and the production's good. Incredible. Yeah. Excellent work. It's been two weeks since he's peed, but his old lady's what he needs. Mike just wants to romance, her grandma's dying of cancer. On the eastern side of Russia, <laughs> where his mission began. And he's trying to learn English, but it's really hard. Like, is it on or and? <laughs> and now he's turning into a pumpkin. He got a job with Paul Revere. Oh, wait, oh no, now he's doing something else. Can't hold a job for more than a year. And it's S. The DC slew. Maybe he's 30, maybe 92. Talking from 15. Promethean society. Now Stevie watches Lincoln. Eats his snappers as a meal. And he's hanging up there in the Dexter, Maine. Talking Reagan with his pal Neil. And his pal Quoting Hefner and his words. And he said he performed them at the big spring party. So, damn, that school must blow. <laughs> and it's S E, the DC Smooth. Maybe he's 30, maybe 92. <laughs> Fucking from 15. Promethean society. <laughs> and it's S E, the DC Smooth. Maybe he's 30, maybe 92. <laughs> Fucking from 15, Promethean society. After a pause in the conflict, it's back to K. Marco. This time over the interview with Donald Trump Jr. The first son was scheduled on Thursday's show, and K. Marco made it clear any news on Trump Jr. would be spiked. Fuck off. Fuck off, K. Marco. I mean, I like him everything he came on, but if it's, if it's a K. Marco, what does the email say? Uh, it was actually text messages. Text messages. I told him. I told him we were having Don Jr. on because I thought that he would appreciate that and see the value of doing a blog who, about it. Don Jr. Who, by the way, completely had Portnoy's back in the AOC thing. That, yeah, oh, yeah, that was kind of a totally point. had her back. Yeah, uh, rather his back on the on the thing. I told him we were having him on, and he said, uh, f- uh, "Fuck that guy." <sighs> and uh, okay, okay. okay. Said, <laughs> let's just have people on. You know, what we should have on a lot more is fucking uh, Rob Gronkowski, and we should have you know. <laughs> We should have uh, whoever else on. We should hire Johnny Manziel and act like he's a great guy. <laughs> Not like Donald Trump Jr. Right? Is that what we should do? Johnny yeah. Manziel's awesome. He's funny. Is that, is that what you want he's us cool. to do? Yeah, he's cool. He said, I'll give you the heads up right now so you don't waste your time. Dave won't let that up on the site. Okay. I talked to Dave last won't night. He had, absolutely, he had absolutely no problem with it. So either K. Marco's full of shit, which is possible, or Dave was lying to me on the phone last night. One of the, I, don't, I mean, one, is, one may be possible. By the way, and as I always say, I don't care. Don't promote it. I don't. I know it drives Steve crazy. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. But I hate that attitude. Like, oh, I hate that guy. Okay, so now Barstool, who all we do is rail against people who say they hate us without real reason. Mm-hmm. 
They say, oh, I hate that guy. Let's not have a conversation with him. Let's ostracize him. You're supposed to talking to the fucking guy. What does he mean by don't let it up on the site? Won't let it up on the site. Like promote it. Well, I tried, okay. yeah, but, I tried to, okay. I tried to, I actually tried to get clarification. I just said, uh, not looking for a fight. Honestly, just want to know what the, what, what the deal is here. And correct. Barstool as a whole will not associate with him, but you are free to do whatever you want with him and promote through your channels as much as you want. Hmm. So it's Barstool as a whole. We're not part of Barstool as a whole. What he was saying is, uh, any, we're not going to be allowed to write about Don Jr. Oh. On the blog post. That that's what K Marco yes, was telling me yes, yesterday. Yes, we will. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we'll do what we always do. We'll so, do our we'll do our thing and let well, them react. I talked to Dave last night. He had absolutely no issue with it. He, it I can't K imagine Marco, why they would. K Marco was saying this game right from Dave. I mean, I th I think there, uh, I think lines may wires may have been crossed. Yeah, that's entirely possible. <clears throat> but it happens I, you know, all the time. But if if the son of the president, who's super active on social media, is kind of a meathead, frankly. But I mean, sort of. I was New York say, I wouldn't be surprised if he did KFC radio, like a totally non-political yeah, yeah, show. I'm sure or, he would like to. Dave's show on. I mean, he's, he's one of those guys. He who has would four be... million followers on Twitter. We're going to ask him about Portnoy today, and he's going to say something that. Is, right. You know, I, I don't know. I, I he'd, be, thought, he'd be a good fit to be one of these guys who just comes into Barstool for to promote his book and does yeah, all their shows. Yeah, and I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, maybe, maybe, I don't know. Maybe they'll have. I have no idea. But but I I, I don't understand the. I don't know. I, I was surprised at that. The enemies. I'm, I'm like, puzzled what, by that. Like, yeah. What are we? Odd instincts. Don Jr. came on and talked about how roles have reversed in politics. Now it's the conservatives who want to debate. The amazing thing to me is how the country is sort of flipped now where ironically you know, 30, 40 years ago, like you said, now the the right is more open to talk about conversations and, and, oh, and stuff. That, I, and I don't know. I don't know what actually I do know, honestly, is that your dad was elected and for something that drove the left fucking bananas. But that, well, that, that, that drove them nuts. But, you know, that, that evolution. Is, I mean, I, I'll go to college campuses. I mean, I, I was at two college campuses in the last two weeks, probably five in the last you know two months. You know, I'll go and speak. And I mean, I've had people get in the back row, you know, and just literally scream, just Ah! <laughs> it's 45 minute speech like i'm actually i don't know whether to be upset or impressed because it's like wow that's like if you could channel that hate towards something else but like you know how good are your ideas if you can't even allow other people's ideas to be heard one of the minifan leaders kfc joined the show on thursday and kirk talked about how clancy would be the best fit to replace francesa and if he could do both wfan and Barstool. Have you heard anything from WFAN the last 24 hours? No, nothing. Uh, disappointing. But I heard you say you wouldn't do it. Uh, I mean, the number would have to be pretty pretty large. You can do both. That. You can do both. I, I wish that would be the ideal situation. But if you think that's going to happen around these parts, you are you got rocks in your head. Well, that's, oh, but, that's, but that's small. That is small thinking. <laughs> no? Yeah. I, uh, yes, I know Kirk. <laughs> <laughs> but who, who get, is only Dave? Like who? Get, I think Eric is pretty open minded to stuff like that. Honestly, no. Uh, I really don't know. I mean, in in my mind, it would be like basically one gigantic advertisement every single day oh, for shit. Barstool. Right. So every single topic, I'd be like, "Well, I read this on Barstool Sports, and I heard this on Barstool Sports." But uh, I I think that they are they want people to be like exclusively one hundred percent focused on Barstool on Friday. Kirk Menahan had some objective comments about Dale Arnold of WEEI. But we've got like 12 parody songs. These things are coming in faster. And that'd than, be the uh, day to do it. Faster than what? Go ahead. Faster than the... Uh, uh, faster than the cricket in July. Faster, yes. Faster than the... Uh, <laughs> 
That's in the Ooh, fried uh, chicken sandwich that Dale Arnold's throat. <laughs> what a fat piece fat. of shit he is, huh? No. Hold on. I mean, what a fat, disgusting fucking blob of shit. You fat, fucking, disgusting puke. Oh, God. It was Cunt Friday on KMS. It's a Cunt Friday. We're just going to make our way down a list of cunts, maybe alphabetically. I mean, we are, it's amazing from the top to the bottom. Cunt Friday here yes. on WKMS. Hey, let's take some cunt calls right now. Um, Who's the biggest cunt where you are? Oh, I mean, if you want to listen to a different podcast, it's more relaxing. I would say like the those women from The Office have a podcast now. Yes. There used to be an Office podcast like that on EEI. There used to be. I wonder what happened to that. I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? It's all hold hands, huh? What do you mean? I'm just saying. Oh, let's, uh, let's. <laughs> all right. Well, you know, Mike and I are both. Steve, uh, where would you like to start today? Uh, I think we start with uh, Mike at Encore last Okay, night. that's fine. We can I do that and we'll get to the bar. Start with stuff. the sure. small fish. Sure. Yeah. Once, yeah. yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so... Uh, Mike went over there yesterday. I was at Harry's basketball, so I didn't have great connection while it was going on, but oh. I, I essentially tweeted out what was going on right when you got kicked out of there. Mm -hmm. So walk us through it before we get to the sound. Give us, paint us a picture as only you can. So it's tough to hear as, uh, it as is you, tough as to you hear. can tell in the person. Very loud. Not, uh, not a huge EI crowd there. All the fans yes. were there. It was insane. 20,000 people probably. Oh my God. It was, was there a single like EI listener there? Oh, sure. Really? They listen to it all day in their office. What do you mean? It plays through the speakers. Oh. It was all in a kind of place. I got you. I got you. Yeah, all the salespeople were there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the assholes. Right. All uh, the every assholes. single salesperson there, by the way, is a fucking asshole. Well, there was one particular asshole who was the first person to come up Who's to that? Jim Hackett? Uh, no, Mr. Joe Zarbano. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Actually, I take that back. I walked by the woman who fired me, who had a stunned look on her face, and I said, hey, great to see you. Jeez. <laughs> Not too happy. She wasn't sexually harassed by one of her bosses? Not to my knowledge. Jeez, it's strange for that, yeah. for that place, God. <laughs> then, in the most unfunny, like, if you were going at someone and their little fucking pesky oh, this six, is so, this is six so year old brother pathetic. starts poking at you. So Rich Keefe no, goes goes after you. Will you put your sunglasses on? Why are you doing Sounds that? Why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? Why don't you have your sunglasses on? I don't know. Why are you doing that? Why don't you have sunglasses on? Rich Keefe is the most passive aggressive, thin skinned fuckwad who has ever lived ever on earth. Real, it was a real battle of the mind. Yeah, he came unarmed to a battle of wits with Mike. <laughs> it wasn't even, you know, it's funny as you can see the hatred. I mean, you know, the thing about Keith is he hates me more than anybody. Oh, he, so just, well, he might hate me more than you. <laughs> well, yeah, but, but, but I think you're, uh, you know what I mean? Like, there's yeah, that, yeah, that yeah, we're, yeah. The, we're, you know, the show, the existence. Yeah. And as opposed to just talking about it, he's such a fucking child. Do you yeah. see how angry he gets? Oh, oh my God. Oh, my God. He was, he was angry online last night for sure. When also, like, Merloni was handling himself. Maloney was fine. He did not need any assistance from Rich Keefe. No, I no, I, I don't even understand what like, and you know Maloney thinks Keefe stinks. I mean, I don't. Oh, even know. I got to laugh at him, Maloney. Basically, he says to him, "Why you have your sunglasses on?" Which I had them on top of my head as I like have them on now. Okay. Yeah. And I said, I, "So I'm. This is like I'm going back with Lou, but I'm so interested in his question that I can't get past it. Right. So I'm like, all right, we got to. I go. What do you mean? Why do I have sunglasses on? He goes, pretty. Pretty straightforward question. Why do you have sunglasses on? I'm like, why, don't, why does anyone own sun? I don't understand. A, I'm blind. Well, I mean, that's but sort B, of the answer. I mean, yeah. it's not. You know, I mean, but also, why are you asking why I own sunglasses? I don't get it. But uh, he, he goes, thinks, he thinks he's like, he's like, I'm fucking with them now. It's funny, right? yeah. yeah he goes, so I've seen you wear them inside. I'm like, right. When have you seen me inside? It's like if somebody's walking with a cane, what'd you get that cane but for? Also, you fuck? But it's also like, maybe he's seen you wearing them inside. So what? 
Yeah. Let's just say that's true. You got me. You got me. I have worn them inside. He's right. I mean, maybe your eyes were more sensitive that day. It's not that fucking complicated, I don't think. Some certain lightings I like to wear. Right. But uh, so I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about, Rich. And he goes, I saw you wearing them on a podcast I did with you. Remember? You never thanked me for that, by the way. What do you mean by that? He said, thank you for getting the job. So you, Rich Keefe holds such influence over you that I owned Rich Keefe. And you said... Only a great comedic mind could possibly master this man. Could possibly own Rich Keefe like that. So you hired me five months later. <laughs> Talk about being in somebody's head. <laughs> but he's such a fucking baby. So passive aggressive. Knows he sucks. Works with somebody he hates. Is failing. Knows it's failing. And just wants to sit there and not. And no, no. He should be a barstool, really. It's no different. He does. He wants to have his ass kissed. Not, not, not be critical. And when the merchant stuff comes up. Just like Dale, who went to, who uh, my understanding is Dale, my understanding is Dale reached out to Murchison during the whole thing and, and thanked him for trying to get rid of me and Jerry. <laughs> is that right? Yeah, it's just, swear to God, <laughs> swear to the life of my kids. He went to, uh, he went to Murchison, reached out to him and said, hey, uh, just so you know, I'm with you on this. I have some situations no. like this in my own family. Yes. Yeah. Hand to God. True. I, mean, I, I, I believe it. He, yeah. he called my college to rat me yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. So seems I mean, like, it seems know. like something he would do. You see the picture of Dale yesterday on his tippy toes? Did you see that picture that the Robinson Sorry, robot? I, I couldn't get over his gut. He is a he is a shrimpy type of guy. Well, oh. not totally, but so I mean, it leaned it, it, the point. Jerry texted me last night, and he's like, "Blind Mike failed." He's like, "If he had gotten really? Rich Keith to punch him what? in the face, it would have been the greatest." I almost did. Which would have been honestly, first of all, he would have been fired. Mike says you almost took so, a swing at him. I'll tell you. Did you feel threatened? Oh yeah. You talk about angry those two guys. Ooh, Can you imagine oh, how miserable that, that show must be? That comes up. Oh, in this, uh, in this oh, exchange. Well, first of all, he said he's he's doing the blind thing, and so Rich starts doing this, moving around like I'm not looking at him type of right. thing, and I go, "Don't steal Maloney's steal Maloney's bit." Right. Maloney just did that. I like him. Right. You're an asshole. I, saw, I heard that. <laughs> right. Uh, so then he goes, "What are you doing here? Like, what are you even doing?" Oh no, he said, he said did, is, uh, "Did somebody send you here?" This is pathetic. Oh, yeah, did yeah. somebody send you here? This so is so. What pathetic. are you doing? You don't think was an inside show reference? <laughs> I suspect it might not. Have been. Okay. Well, I don't know. You know he listens, but yeah, that's true. But he goes, uh, this is pathetic. What are you doing down here? And I go, what are you doing down here? I'm, I'm working. He goes, I'm working. I go, so am I. <laughs> and he goes, but my I, I, but my job is cool, Rich. I enjoy my job. <laughs> yeah, people, like, people like us, Rich. People listen to this show. Right. Yes. AJ Nichols of the transgender community joined the program on Friday to pitch being the moderator for a Murchison Minahan matchup. She talked about coming to grips with being gay, then transgender. When you put your message up a couple of days ago on YouTube, you uh, pitched the idea of being the moderator for this debate, right? Or this conversation. Yeah. Yes. What are, you, what are your credentials? So why do you think you should be able to do that? Um, well, I feel like, um, like as a trans woman, mm-hmm. I've been an advocate for a couple of years now. Okay. Um, I transitioned three years ago now when I was 18. Yeah. So like since then, I've been doing a lot of... Um, like outreach, I started like a clothing brand to like talk about why like queer people should be lifted up, you know, trying to like embrace queer youth and like give them confidence. And um, it's helped me with my own story. It's helped me with my own confidence. And um, I feel like I have the story like that I can speak to. The real, obviously the real thing hanging over everything, looming over everything as you're here is I imagine that 
Almost, I almost picture Kelleher's hiding inside that bag. He's outside That's of the bushes. That's what we're worried about. <laughs> is, is, he, is he okay? Good. He has binoculars we're, and like a walkie-talkie. So what is the what is just? Let's How just do get, you know this man? Yeah. Well, what has he done? Why is he influenced? Why is he in your life? Okay. Can, we can we can help you if, if needed. All right, I'll start from the beginning. So. Oh God. <laughs> so not not the beginning. <laughs> War flashbacks. Um. So about a year ago, um, I was getting ready to start like putting my brand together. I had just done my, my first collection. This is the fashion stuff. Yeah, so yes. this is my brand. Okay. Um, I went to, I heard about Northeastern's Idea Venture Accelerator, mm -hmm. which is like a place where you can go, that you work with business coaches, they kind of build you together. Um, they help you like think about your brand, think about like what you're trying to do, who your customer is, like your strategy, everything. So I was like, okay, I'll give it a try. Okay. And I like walked in one day nervously and um, Rich was like the first person I met. He was the mentor. He was like the volunteer for the first stage. God. So. You poor thing. Jesus. <laughs> he was like pacing around the room, like sitting on things, like That's very surprising. scratching on the very whiteboard. mild mannered and calm. Did he have stickers with your name on it or no? Yeah, he already had a face, like my face on the whiteboard. Did he have? Like, <laughs> I was just going to die. So he became a mentor to you? Yes. So he. Um, I started like working with him every week, every other week, going in and being like, hi, so I like made this piece of clothing. Like, how do I get people to like it? And he was like, all right, well, I'm going to teach you PR. Um, I was like, well, why, okay. why are you, why are you asking him this question? What the hell has he done? You present yourself much better than Rich. Yes. Teller. You're much you more to, intelligent. You don't to go to him for advice. Yeah. He should be asking you for advice. Well, why, maybe, what? maybe, maybe this is the product of Rich Kelleher's grooming. Maybe. But what is... What does Rich accomplish at that point in life that AJ would feel the that need? Yeah. Well, he was an MBA student for people. Those who can't do or like teach, business. You know? Really? Yeah. Like at Northeastern. He went to school? He, <laughs> I don't know that. Did he really? I don't even know. Yeah. I assumed he didn't. No, he, he's is like, he still attending or does he I think graduate? he's in between or he's not in classes right now, but I think he's trying to get to just like mm. go back and start again. Does this so relationship like, ever get romantic? No. No. You're not no. attracted to him. No, how I mean, you, he's my not, friend. How could you I'm not like, well, you, people are attracted like, to their friends. My best friend. <laughs> he's your best friend? I have friend? a boyfriend. He's your best friend? Yeah, like one of my best friends. On Earth? Yes. I have to say, this is kind you of seem changing. seem like a, a very <laughs> nice person. I'm confused. Okay. This is changing the way I think about Rich Kelleher. It's changing the way I think about AJ. I used to like her. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> You're very, you're very stylish though. So is this, is this your is this your brand here? So I made this last night. <laughs> really? Yeah. I wanted to make a special piece for the show. Okay. So I started this at like 8 p.m. last night and finished it too. Jeez. So it's gonna be hard to turn a profit if you don't have your clothes manufactured in like Vietnam. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Steve's humor crosses over to everyone. Right? <laughs> Every, everybody doesn't think Steve's funny. Everyone gives him the fake laugh. Doesn't every, matter what every what, race, gender, what, what community you're in, we all think Steve's not funny. We can all get together with that, don't we you think, harmonize. AJ? Yeah. Yes. When you're 13 or 14 or whatever, you're living life pretending to be something else. Yeah. So I was basically like having all of these thoughts about guys in my head. I was having crushes, sure. and then I was like, you know, like girls who I was friends with. I was like dating them like it was right, like right, right. you know what I mean but like I would literally like not like touch them I'd be like hi let's talk right like, tell me about your life yes you know um and then right around like like right before my freshman year of high school I was like I'm gay okay good and then I was like okay figure that out um I told my parents a few months later um they were like we're not surprised it's one thing to be gay, right? It's one thing to say I'm gay, but it's an, it is another thing to say, hey, I want to live life oh, this yeah, way. This is the next chapter. Right. So, so when does that begin to manifest? So 
all this stuff started happening, I started feeling like I was living a double life. Like my mental health was going down the shitter. Sure. And like at the same time, I was like running for student council president. I was like, you you're know trying I mean? to do right. Yeah. You're trying to live. I was like, it was total two face life. Um, and then um, around like that, around the time when Caitlyn Jenner came out, mm-hmm. I was like fixated. I was like, <clears throat> I need to know everything about this. And I didn't know why. And I was like on Snapchat, like, drying myself with long hair and my friend who um like one of my friends from high school was actually like i think you might be trans so basically it got to the point where um they were like we need to bring some other people in um so they connected me with actually my therapist connected me through to trans youth equality foundation okay and they had me go to like a trans camp where i could meet all these other trans kids this is not a conversion camp no okay good that's good this is a retreat i should say retreat it's not a concentration camp it's not okay you're not looking at movies and being brainwashed no 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 no. good no just like me like last night being hostage duct taped to a chair eyes held open and just like going through cue cards like (laughs) When Kirk says Holland this, Ackerson. you say this. That is what we envision. <laughs> Who is K. Marco? It's <laughs> a question we're all wondering. We, so we, how, how, how long is that? Point. How long is that retreat? Like, what goes on with that retreat? Okay, so it's like it's a weekend. You're out in the woods. It's like a literally like a, like a summer camp. Yeah. It's like the best way I can describe it. But it's like there also includes like support groups. You know, you get to meet all these people who are going through the same thing as you the founder of the organization, um, or the foundation, sorry, Susan Ma, she's like my second mother now. She basically sat down with my parents and was like, this is a medical issue. Like, I'm willing to help you get connected with a clinic so she can go in. She needs to go get help now. After that, I literally walked out and with my mom, took like my first dose of spironolactone, which is like yeah. my puberty blocker. So it stopped my testosterone from from like right. doing all the horrible things it was doing in my brain and my body. Um, the next day I started estrogen and like, how long is that process immediately? You feel better immediately or no? Oh, I did the first day. Really? I was like, I feel like this feels right. Like I didn't feel like my body was attacking itself anymore. I felt like estrogen makes me feel like all warm and like you want to be touched and like you want to be pretty and like, you know, so I was like, I've always wanted to feel this way. Like, and now it's like coming from inside me and not just my like dreams. I am going to go on first dates with people in public if they are interested in me after the first date i will tell them and that's what i did with my boyfriend oh, so the first date so nico had no idea no yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't know that's a good system he had no idea right like because I, I looked like this like my hair was a lot shorter though right um but so like we went on a first date he was really in, like interested in me i was really interested in him and then i basically wrote him a letter and was like this is what's going on like this like an is actual who I am. handwritten letter no like i typed it up pdf and like texted it to him yeah, okay <laughs> and i was like i this is who i am this doesn't this isn't who i am anymore like i'm just trying to have a fresh chart like you know no one knew no one knew when i got to boston it was a fresh start new life yeah. and he was like I don't care who you used to be. I'm really interested in who you are now, and I love oh, you. I, nice, wow. friend. That's Nico. Sounds very nice. Nice guy. Yeah, I take back what I said. He's amazing. About. You know, he's amazing. My next step with this was like I wanted to have an orchiectomy, which is when they like castrate you like an adolescent dog. The reason why I had the orchiectomy first instead of like the full vagining, uh huh, was because there's like a huge weight, like a huge weight. They at that point BMC only did like a couple people a month and like oh, so there was like it? a okay. huge wait list sure and like the orchid is like a day in like a day thing that you can go in there's no wait list um so i was like i'll do that um 
So, and my dad was like, why don't you do it all at the same time? Like, I don't understand. And I was like, I can get off my medication now. It'll make me feel so much like I'll be able to wear clothes. I'll feel like so much more comfortable being intimate with my partner. Like there's so many reasons why it made sense to have it done then. And he was like, okay, I'm with you. And then, so I went and had that done. Um, I like woke up and I was like, I had like a huge front diaper on and I was like, uh, and I couldn't walk. So I was literally walking like Gollum from Lord of the Wings right, for like right, a week. Right. And that's it for a supersized Minifan show week in review for both the weeks ending November 1st and 8th. From all of us at blindsidepods.com, I'm DEC.